we are standing on time exactly. All right, so we are going to continue with text from Saint Mark. But I have to share. I I, I don't have to, but I I like <laughs> uh, because it was it was very something nice. I I had afternoon this uh, meeting, this online formation meeting with this group of Slovak uh, people, and there was like, I after that I got comment, uh, because we are doing with them what we were doing here with Briancha, you know, so we go the same same thing, but one lady, she sent a message that she said, I am over 70 years old, and I am hearing this things first time in my life and she said I am very thankful for that opportunity to hear that and um, it was I was pleased by that you know and then I thought that even I can say the same thing that without uh, sitting over these texts the branch you know the Theodore's the Great and now Mark, um, I would not uncover many, for myself, many of these spiritual laws or uh, some kind of wisdom, uh, because uh, even uh, for sure I, many I, I heard something, but it didn't resonate at the time in that depth as we are talking about that and through preparation. So. I think that uh, uh, we should be thankful that we have opportunity to have these texts and uh, to learn from that. And especially if we are not 70 years old, you know, so under, so we are m blessed more than mm -hmm. the lady I was talking about. <laughs> I, well, sorry about that. I have to stop my let's go to okay. distress reminds the wise of God but crushes those who forget him yeah so it is text 56 I forgot to tell and we are going through a little section several texts they will be about suffering and it is always not pleasant topic, you know, because uh, uh, who, li who likes suffering? Who have, like, some kind of joy over suffering? Nobody. And um, actually, if we take our prayers somehow under a microscope, and we start to search what is beyond despair, is a quest. It is that we are searching for some kind of happiness, joy. We are peace, are all those things. And suddenly, these holy fathers, they talk nonstop about suffering. And not only is about suffering, which comes uh, from a situation from the world, it is really suffering which comes from injustice, which 
enters to our life. But they, they, because they went so deep to this intimacy with God, they, they started to understand why suffering is present in our lives. And uh, they are offering us explanation and they are pointing to good fruit which comes from suffering. Uh, we cannot avoid suffering, you know, this one thing. It will be here. And they, are, they teach us, okay, it's not our somehow goal to live life without suffering. It should be our goal to understand the suffering and to use the suffering as a path to salvation. And this text says that well, suffering, for those who are wise, suffering is a reminder of God for them. And uh, if, we, if we take somehow in some kind of simplicity, uh, or uh, just some kind of very simple summary of teaching of Holy Fathers about suffering. And uh, so we would maybe say this, that what they say is that everything what enters to our life is allowed by God. So it means that wise person makes conclusion when meets suffering. He sees, okay, this was allowed to enter to my life because of my salvation. And when I when we put it this way, that we we start to see this pain which comes to our life through these lenses that it is because it was allowed because of our salvation then that suffering becomes for us like open gate through which we gain new spiritual wisdom but it is and it is path which leads us closer to God because once I have this thought and I start to try to understand what God is telling me through this suffering, I start to uncover some kind of wisdom for my life. And, uh, and it always leads to repentance, it leads to change, metanoia, change of life, change of mind. And in some way, it is a huge blessing for a person. Uh, Saint Isaac Syrian, he says that uh, he says this about these weaknesses. That if we know our weakness, weaknesses, that he says, a blessed man who knows his own weaknesses, because it will help us become a source of many good things. Uh, for the person, and that he names the things, and the first thing he names is prayer. He said that when we know, when we recognize our, our weakness, 
then we, at first fruit of that is that we go deeper to prayer and we pray more and we ask and beg God more. Now, how we can recognize our weakness? If everything goes well, if everything goes well, many passions in our life are hidden. We don't know about them. You know, you uh, you might think about yourself that very I am very calm person and, uh, and patient and peaceful and loving and or whatever you know. And suddenly you are in a situation when some kind of injustice happens to you. And suddenly you see what is this pain. It's suffering, and through this suffering you start to see what comes on surface. It might be anger. It might be um, self-justification. It might be like attacks against others. It might be blasphemy, even. Why God allow that, we can say, you know? It can lead to many bad actions, lies, revenge, you know? And suddenly when I, when I somehow watch my soul, what is happening, suddenly I see all these weaknesses which are in my heart. And I see what is real in my heart. What was maybe sleeping, not on, I, I could notice because there was no opportunity for those passions to come out. Now I see, and when I see that, when I see, okay, this is true state of my heart. And if I try to love God, this understanding this knowledge should, there is no way for me just to start to be very sad and to do repentance. Who am I? And, and, and this desire to change. But without this suffering which entered to our life, we would never discover that. And, and look, there, this is the reason why many people, even they, try to avoid conflicts you know they they because they would they know that if they would enter the conflict which is sometimes necessary if we want to live our faith we are coming to really a gospel we coming we are going to conflicts almost every day because we are we the world doesn't like that and there will be always some kind of conflicts. And because we don't want these conflicts, because we know what would come on the surface, we try to avoid that and to try to live this way to have peaceful life. Peaceful life, but this doesn't mean it will be holy life because those passions will be in us. And actually, we would be even sinning against truth many times. You know? So it is, it is, uh, 
It is difficult. But, but well, God allows that to help us because otherwise we are too weak to recognize even uh, these, these things in our hearts. One priest, he told me that he had horrible experience. He said he had, um, once he had homily, and in the homily, he said he, he there was like a section of homily that he gave as an example his abortions, how horrible it is, how huge crime it is, and and he and uh, and he said that when he said this, he noticed one lady she stood up, shake her head, and she walked out from the church. So he was sad. I said I was sad, and and sure he, uh, that the rest of the liturgy there was intention for her. I was praying for her, and she says this is not that bad, what he wanted to tell me, is that next Sunday I came to pulpit and I saw her in the pew, piously praying. And he said, this was like dagger to my heart. What are you doing here? Pretending that you are praying. And he, he said, this was so big pain for him that he said that he was not able to concentrate on the rest of the liturgy. And then he told himself, he told me then, you know, why? do you know why this happened, all this situation? Because God wanted to show me that I don't have real life for my neighbors. And while well, this conclusion, I was not expecting this end of his because I was thinking that it's going to be late, but he was wise because it caused pain for him. He was suffering, but then he realized that he refused that suffering. He, uh, there was no capacity for mercy for him to grant mercy. But and 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 he said, "Well, God allowed that to show me that I'm not merciful. I don't have real love." towards her love which forgives and because that lady she, she could go through conversion during this week she could be moved by these words and struggle during week struggling with that and changing her mind and maybe this her prayer in the pew which he saw as a very like like as a pharisee life blasphemous Maybe it was her crying towards God to forgive her. We never know what is in hearts, and they said, but God allowed that to show me my weakness. And so wise Christian always takes this suffering, whatever form it is, in this way. Or we have good God. We have God who loves us in that measure that he sent his son for us to die. And uh, this God, 
is in charge of everything. And, and he allows those things to happen in our life. So if he does it, he does it because of love, because of our salvation. So I should always, I should be always try to be, to be wise and to search for what God is teaching me through this. Yes, for sure, there might be people who do horrible things to us and, and from bad intention and, uh, well, uh, and bad intention and uh, from malice and they are maybe from pure evil, but still God allowed that. And it's not my job to somehow sort things out with these people. My job is to look what God is teaching me, how God wants to form me. And now, as Mark says, if we forget God and we don't think in this term, in this way, when in the time of suffering, that suffering will crush us. Will crush us will be crushed by the suffering which comes. But it will be, it will be uh, uh, our fault. Because we have to remember spiritual law that each good thing is born from pain. Each good thing is born from pain. And this is law uh, which we cannot change. No opposition to Holy Father. Yes, Tom. Well, uh, Father, you know, it is... Uh, I... I you know, agree with, with everything because when I have had suffering in my life and then oftentimes I'll think I have it so bad and I'll find someone else has even gone through much worse than I and they've still kept a very Christian attitude. But I was starting to say that it is very, I think, <coughs> hard for most of us to understand the suffering of children with cancer and you see some of these charities that help them and that that does make you you know it really tests your your faith to think that something good can come from that because you think a child you know and and it's one thing for adults to endure suffering and still realize as you say that that good can come from that but it is it is hard to understand with children what are your thoughts on that yeah well it's difficult. Look, it's very difficult because uh, we all who have children, we know how difficult it is for parents and even close relatives. When a child is sick, it's devastating. You know? But again, even for that, we have to apply this law. 
we don't need to pretend about there's exceptions. It means that if God allowed that, there is a meaning there. There is, there is something what is good for our salvation and for salvation of the child. And now, uh, well, I, I, I'm not ready, I prepare for the answer, but just what is in my memory. I would, I would uh, say a few things what saints are saying about this topic uh, when they were, would I remember them more probably, but what came to my mind. The third thing is that, look, you have an innocent child, and the child is sick and dying. And the child dies. Now, where this child is going to? To heaven with God. You know? They and they had an opportunity to sin and, and to be. Yeah, exactly. This is, and now, if we, if we see and understand this earthly life as a journey towards this final home, so why we give these questions to God who showed love to this child? To, because life is tough, life full of suffering. And God decided for this child, this child, okay, come earlier. You don't need to go through this, you know, it's providence. The problem is that we see, and well, we are somehow attached to this world. And uh, until we don't give up this world, it's, it's very difficult for us to accept that this world is just exile, temporary place where we stay. And now, second thing is, many times happens, and actually thank you for this question because this text talks about that if parents have faith and they see in this that okay what God allowed is good and for our salvation it doesn't mean that they will be without pain no they will be with pain but well they will be even filled with some kind of it will help them to grow the deeper in faith. And uh, actually, slowly, that pain will be transformed to uh, this giving thanks. Because you as a parent, you will be standing, we all, in front of God, giving account for our formation of our children. And I think this is a very horrifying prospect. If we it, if it neglected, it, if it didn't bring, he gave us this life. It's not our property. He gave this life to our child. And he, 
entrusted us with this care of this child. And now we lost the child because of our neglect and so we didn't pay attention, we didn't make effort to form the child to that way, to bring him to that point when the child makes firm decision for God and own salvation. If we didn't do this, so then, oh my, it's, it will be very tough to answer to God's question, I give you my child. Why did you neglect it, the child? So, okay, now, so I think that in this case, you know, because we are giving account, now if this child, wait, if God calls the child to eternity, well, parents understand that, well, we already have one child in heaven. And, and, and at the least, the child oh, is, will be saved. And we don't need, we don't carry responsibility for that. This one, I still, I am saying that this understanding uh, comes to those who are wise, and they think about the spiritual law, that what God allows is for our good. And then you have a lot of stories from these uh, holy fathers, what they're offering, Evergetinos, and all these collections of these stories. You have a lot of stories in which this is explained to those who ask this. And usually the, it is the same story. It started with this prayer, why? You know, just desire, not as a some kind of protest or something, just trying to understand why this is happening. And uh, usually there is always some kind of vision, angel comes and uh, leads that monk among people and one night that monk kills a young boy, you know, and does everything, uh, different things, you know, and then monk is horrified what this angel is doing. I don't remember now exactly the story, I'm just saying one part. And then he asks, why did you kill that young boy? And he said, because if he would live, he would become murderer and he would cause a lot of sadness to his parents. So as we believe that God sees hypothetical things, things which might happen in his providence, many times he arranges things this way. Yeah. So, uh, we, we, this is, this is difficult, I was, it was like very, very hard for me, when I, I remember when I was younger, and it was like, it looked like fairy tale for me, you know, this, this, this explanation that God in his providence does allow things which are horrible, but, um, uh, 
but now more and more I'm older I think God's providence is great and I tell you from my own experience that what I can tell you is that my father he got stroke when I was in almost last last year not the last year I need another year of seminary and uh, so I came from seminary home and it was like there was like a battle we really had we found the best doctors and to take care of him and even uh, um, even he went through this surgery brain surgery they removed uh, this damage and uh, it was tough and and this was a lot of, I had a lot of why in my heart but well I trusted well it can't it, ha- it will be okay and I remember that there had to return back to seminary so I called it was Pentecost Sunday that morning I called home you didn't have cell phones so I went to post office and to ask them to dial the number for me and I talked to my mom and she said well she just she just received message from hospital that she sat down she that he sat down he ate and he started to talk a little bit so doctor said that it's very optimistic so I was uh, giving thanks to God, all this liturgy of Pentecost, you know, and then uh, we went to the church, our church in the city, and then I returned back to seminary. And when I came there, there was like this message that your father died. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that how it is possible, I'm mourning him. And so it's embolia in lungs, so what killed him. and. I, I remember, there was like nonsense of why, 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 why. And, you know, I, I said, well, why didn't you give, give us, why, why didn't you, I told God, why didn't you wait one year, maybe can serve liturgy together. I knew that he was, his dream, it was my dream to serve liturgy together. And, why you and I didn't get any answer but as life went and you know you have this always in mind but now I can tell you that there were so many situations which happened after his death and what was how life was afflicted by that later that uh, I can tell you this, that if God would not take him, I would be a horrible priest. And probably I would deserve hell. Because this changed me. This situation really changed me. And it was like non-stop change, very radical in the beginning, and then slowly, slowly, uh, now almost non-stop change, which and the change was caused because it was not only death, even all this painful situation which came after as a result. I'm not going to talk these long stories, but they 
it was like suffering after suffering and and okay you were wrestling with that for month three four year and then you realize oh my it's suffering for something you know it's suffering for some kind of reason and the reason is it's me you know and uh, I still it is tough even now you know when you think okay you could he could see his grand grandchildren and whatever you know and over when I see somebody who is now 80 I said well like you know your parents you know so how they enjoyed yes they enjoyed and so it's like some kind of these thoughts always come to my mind but well um, true is that and I, I I don't I'm not going to say details but I'll be totally different person and God knew that God knew that I God knew that I would not change by myself. For me, it is His providence, because He wanted me to change. So I would I would offer this. Probably there, they talk more about this, but uh, sometimes pain, natural this pain, we are makes us blind to see, uh, to, uh, to really come to this understanding of these higher things. And um, because of that, we have to practice that, to, to see uh, all these pains and difficulties and, uh, from this perspective of eternal life. You know, it's, uh, otherwise, if we don't do this, then we will be crushed because there is no other solution. You cannot find answer for that. So it would lead just to depression. You would be asking, uh, you would go crazy, you know, searching for these answers. And, but we are dealing with this fallen world and there is no other, you know, explanation than this one. Does it satisfy your well, Very wishes? much so. It really gave me some things to think about. It, it kind of reminds me of you're really, as we're saying, we all sort of the, the job where we we are, we are our faith is tested by by suffering. But if we can keep our faith, and we're like Job, where we'll really attain yeah. salvation. So. Sure. Yeah. yeah the good good yeah, example. Like I, is I was I was thinking something like wow you really went through what Job went through, which I don't know that I've gone through that much suffering, but I, it really sounds like you had that, that well, experience. No, I think that more people are coming through. Everybody has own cross. And uh, what we can do, we can ignore the cross. You know, we can, we can make like... Uh, I would put this... Few people who knew, I'm talking about myself, but well, I, I don't cannot find better example now. Few people who knew what I experienced after, or my family experienced after, 
his death, my father's death, and how they were acting. You know. But few people, they told, and this suffering came from the church, or church circles, I would put it this way. Those people who saw that and asked that, they asked, why do you want to return back to seminary? You know, if you went to throw all these things, why do you want that? Why do you want to be part of that? And and look, this is like the like world was offering me to somehow easy way to escape, to have some kind of my own built peace or something. If I would do this, well, probably I would avoid many these sufferings which were coming. But well, this is what we are doing in our life. Many times we avoid that, find, trying to find other routes. Sometimes it's wise to do this. We should not search for suffering. But if suffering comes and we have our path in our mind like set up, so then we should accept the suffering because it might be this formation power which enters to our soul. It's the look my words are not sufficient. I, I can look suffering is mystery. We can something can come to some understanding through our own experience and when we see fruits after many years what what how it worked in our life. We can read Holy Fathers and what they say. But I think that we all are called to just to follow this spiritual law to s and to try to see <coughs> that if this entered to my life, it was out by God. And to start to be patient, to be patient, to search why. So this would be process which will bring us, gives us some information. Okay. Craig had a question. Craig? Uh, I was going to skip it, but there was a, a gentleman who gave a talk 20-some years ago when I came back to the faith about prayer and suffering. And uh, I'm glad you touched on that, about the uh, parents being held accountable for how they raise their children in the faith. And this guy gave this phenomenal talk on um, suffering, being able to pray about your suffering, enter into deeper prayer, and um, kind of detach from the world, more or less. And at the end of the conversation, after about an hour or so of the talk, this one lady came forward and was hounding him about suffering. How can you be an expert on suffering? I don't get it, you know. God shouldn't be, you know, causing these people to suffer like this. And she had no idea who she was talking to. Because the guy was just a plain closed guy giving a talk. And he says, let me tell you something. He said, I was a selfish father. He says, I didn't know I was a selfish father. But he says, I was in a car with all seven of my kids and my wife. And I remember that, just the feeling in the room, still, I still can remember it to this day. He had a flash flood in Texas. And his whole family was killed. And he floated up. And a truck driver saved him. And resuscitated him. And he wanted to die because his whole family died. And he ended up being in hospital. And I don't know what happened. I want to say it was borderline near-death experience. 
and it basically a light went on, you know, and he realized that if he would have continued down that path, it was revealed to him that he was damned to hell. Because he was a guy that put everything in front of his family. So he was from Texas, so college football was him all day, you know. NFL football, it was him all Sunday. And it was he was basically revealed what would have happened to his children because of his failure as a father. But byproduct of that is the guy became more or less a, a, a guy that was going around and motivating people who were suffering. And um, insight on prayer and stuff like that. So he would always say, if I wouldn't have gone through that, I would have probably been damned to hell. And there's a lot more to the story. It was a probably two hour talk, but through that suffering, that guy became um, one heck of a warrior, despite what he lost. I know that a lot of my crosses are self-inflicted, and um, they're the result, the consequences of my choices. And free will, God gives me those choices, and I make them, and then he allows me to suffer the consequences of those choices. And if, it re, if, it, if I don't think of God, I am overwhelmed by those crosses, and I either give in to the passions or I give in to whatever or I just give up. But if it reminds me of God, then he gives me a way out of the consequences of my sin. He gives me a way out of sin so it doesn't happen again. He gives me a hand, he, he reaches out his hand to pull me out of where I'm at. Um, so I have those, again, my, my free will is there and um, so a lot of the suffering, like I said, is just consequence of my, and a lot of suffering is a consequence of original sin. You know, I mean, sure. just cancer, deaths, car accidents—they're all chance. And always, God offers us a hand out of it. He always offers us a way to grow. Um, a classmate of mine was murdered when he came into his home, and somebody was robbing the, uh, robbing the home, and. He scared the robber, and the robber shot him and killed him. His parents went to the trial, begged for forgiveness for this young man. When he got out of jail, they took him into his into their house, got him a job until he could get on his own feet. Um, these are the parents of the kid that was murdered. They had a terrible suffering. They had a terrible consequence of somebody else's free will. And their faith moved them to, and then took that young man and made him a man of faith. And uh, so out of that evil deed, some wonderful blessings came from it. Sure, yeah. And I think this is that, this is that, well, that law, was, it's like a summary of all these aspects, you know, uh, which can enter to our life, and uh, one thing is, uh, it came to my mind, like I was talking about that story, um, it was one of our priests, back in Slovakia, older, he once mentioned Oh, he shared this. He said that when there was like discussion on priests, you know, why we were waiting for our turn to go to 
confessionals during pilgrimage, so there was always like a circle when we had break. I was talking a little bit about his life and he mentioned that um, he said that while he, I'm alone, he said, it's a one, only one son, but he said that my parents always told me that because they had a son before and he died like he was a week old. Baptized, but died. And so always when he, he said that when I asked about my brother, they told me that God called him because I am so bad that God needed somebody as a help to pray for me. <laughs> because because I, I my behavior was so bad. <laughs> so he was joking about that, but he said but somehow it stayed with him, this what parents told him that your brother is praying for you. And he said there were moments in his life, many, that he said, well, it goes somehow easy. You know, even like, he said that, even like hard situations, he had this, that he always thought that there is some kind of extra help coming to me. And he said, well, it might be that it is, it came from this memory, what my parents said, but who knows? But for sure, those who are in heaven, they are praying for us. They're close to God, asking God for help for us. So uh, it might be true that that guy would be a very bad guy if he doesn't have this little brother in heaven praying for him, you know. <laughs> you know what, I am so curious. I, I, I cannot wait to see when we enter to eternal life, to see all this this net or this structure of this God's providence, how he arranged those things and when all those things which we cannot like understand now why and yes I when everything like will click together you will see this like in in like immediately in one side. I think this will be this will be amazing, amazing moment. If I may. Sure. When a young person died, uh, my, my nephew, whom I really did not know, he was my brother's stepson, I really didn't know him well, but he died recently at 46 years old. And people asked the question, why did someone so young die? And that's the wrong question. We have to ask, why did Rob live? Why did God put him on this earth? Mm -hmm. Because he loved Rob's parents, he loved Rob's siblings and Rob's friends, and he wanted to put Rob in their life. And he loved Rob because he wanted to put Trish and Bill and <coughs> all the, you know, all his brothers and sisters and all his friends into his life. And that's that's the right question. And now that life has been loved, it's been lived and and now it's reached its apex. Now it's reached its real purpose. And um, I think if we start asking 
that question, why does someone live, then I think it's a little easier. And it also teaches us never to take for granted the gifts that we have, never to take for granted the person that's in our life. Um, because um, um, we don't know. We just don't know, you know how long it's going to be. Well, thank you. It was very beautiful. Very beautiful. That is so true. Well, time is... Okay, so we are not going to continue. We made... Uh, we slowed down. Somehow. But, well... If you if you read these works of holy fathers, you know, and if you decide to underline all these sentences, which are going to be suffering, so you you need to buy several like pens, yeah. you know, <laughs> and in the end you you say, oh, I made a mistake. I should <laughs> underline those where they are not talking about suffering, and. Now we can see we spend over one sentence, almost whole, whole hour. But I think it was useful. But I don't think that we, maybe we uncovered something, and but still, pain, suffering is mystery. And uh, only when you come closer to Christ in this intimacy with Christ, this suffering starts to make bigger, bigger sense for us and we start to understand. And we should do this because life is tough. And if we don't go closer to Christ, this toughness of life can crush us. All right, thank you very much. Mm -hmm.